eyes start slowly uh, for the day, always with a strong cup of coffee. <laughs> and, um, and these days doing a word or puzzle. And um, uh, yes, and then um, I will, because I've got the luxury of working from home and I work in, in this beautiful in studio building that looks out onto my garden, which I love, even though it's looking a bit tired after we haven't had any rain at all much to speak of where I live um, and I'm not going to complain about that having you know seen the devastation in other parts of the country but I sit here and look out of my garden um, so I will probably not start until you know late morning and I'll have I'll have lunch at about 2 33 o'clock <laughs> and uh, then do some more work um, go for a walk do stay out in the garden in the summer I work in the garden in the evenings when it's cooler and then um, after, you know, and then I'll quite often, um, if I'm writing, I will come back and write. Um, or if I'm doing background research, I'll sit and read. Um, but I'm rarely in bed before two in the morning. Rarely? So it's like that's an everyday for you? Pretty much, yeah. Unless, unless travelling and research forces me to, you know, have a different pattern, I can adapt. But my natural sort of rhythm <laughs> works better that way why are the nights better for you i have no idea but they just they just are i i um i seem to work better to write better in those hours it's when i'll i'll have a flash of inspiration too i i i try to have a pen and paper next to the bed because mm. i will quite often wake up in the night with a problem solved about how to start that story or you know the sentence that wasn't working or or whatever, um, and I'll write it down so I, you know, it's there in the morning. How do you wind down at 2 a.m.? Do you just head hits the pillow and you're out, or are you quite wired after having worked for that long? I can't go to sleep without reading. Uh, you know, I've always got maybe 10 books stacked beside my bed, and depending on what mood I'm in, will vary which one I pick up. Um, and to me, a day starts and ends with reading I, <laughs> books are my greatest weakness I have a whole wall of my studio full of books and I have a whole wall of my lounge room to ceiling full of books oh, um, wow. so um, and I you know I probably borrow half a dozen books from the library every couple of weeks what's so on, what's on the, what's in the pile right now <laughs> off the top of your head oh okay so I'm about to start a book that's, I think the title is The Librarians of Timbuktu, uh, which is, uh, you know, we use the word Timbuktu as sort of slang reference throughout the back of nowhere. The real Timbuktu is in the middle of the desert in Africa and, mm. and had an extraordinary library, one of the world's best libraries um, many centuries ago. And uh, so I, lo I love nonfiction. Um, and uh, so I read a fair fair amount of that. Um, but I've, I also love, um, if I'm unwinding and trying to kind of just lull myself into sleep, I love uh, Georgian romances. Um, I, I, I read Georgette Hire. I had a librarian give me a copy of Georgette Hire when I was about 10 or 11 that got me hooked on that sort of genre. And I love crime books. Um, so um, I've been reading uh, 
Kerry Greenwood's Friny Fisher books since they first came out, which is many years ago now. Um, so yeah, so and and poetry, a little bit of that. Um, so yeah, it will depend. It will depend on you know what I'm feeling like and the mood. And what relaxes you? Um, cooking and re reading relaxes me. I am a very bad pianist. <laughs> I have. Uh, which I have to convince people about because uh, my first, the first thing I bought when I started my cadetship at the age of 17 was not a car. It was a grand piano. Oh. <laughs> I come from a family of self-taught musicians. Um, and uh, well, my, my uncle uh, studied music, so he actually got serious about it, but the rest of the family have pretty much just, you know, played music because they love it um, and for some reason I, I set my heart on having a grand piano and my, my parents had a huge lounge room fortunately that could accommodate one <laughs> so um, it gives people false hope about my standard of playing when they see it but, but when I'm really stressed I will sit down at the keyboard This is an extract from an interview I did with Liz on our flagship podcast company in early 2022. Liz's book, The Women Who Changed Country Australia, celebrating 100 years of the Country Women's Association of New South Wales, is available now wherever you buy books or from Liz's website or the CWA of New South Wales website. You can find out all about Liz and her countless books at her website, lizharful.com. She also has her own podcast called Country Women's Wisdom. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.